You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. And if you want to bet on the NFL games this weekend, some of y'all might want to put a little bit of money on the Browns over the Steelers. I wouldn't do that. But again, that's your money. There's only one place to really do that, and one place we trust. That's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account on at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for your welcome 50% bonus. Bet online on bet online. Your online sports book expert. I know you come here for your Hornets talk daily, and I'm not sure how you're dealing with the events that transpired in our nation's capital yesterday. Not only do we talk about the Hornets, but we're certainly a podcast that doesn't shy away from the unfortunate historical events that we've been all too familiar with here in 2020. It's not inconceivable that you might come here for our thoughts on what happened yesterday. But what we have decided to do is keep this within the confines of the Charlotte Atlanta game yesterday. Nada has gone with the calling out black response and reasoning for not addressing yesterday in detail. And we will respect that decision. Certainly. I will say this. I respect my check. (laughs) I, I, again, there, there's enough off wax stuff that y'all are not going to hear that would have gotten me fired from both jobs. So you know what? Calling out black is the way I'm going with this. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, that that's fine. And I'll say this. I'll say that it hurts. It's disheartening to see that a violent coup could be staged in response to an election not going your way. And it's disheartening because the current POTUS would create an environment where white people would feel vindicated and empowered enough to carry out what we saw yesterday, only to be pat on the back while being told to peacefully go home and to remember that they're special and they're loved while quote unquote peacefully going home. But we'll avoid any further discussion on that and perhaps serve as an outlet to you as to however you are trying to deal with what happened yesterday. Because again, it's unfortunate, it's disheartening, it's sickening, it's all of those things above. We'll move on to the Atlanta and Charlotte game and discuss what happened yesterday because not a, we did get a game that the Charlotte Hornets won Gordon Hayward, your $30 million a year man, scores 40 points, 44 to be exact, gets a career high, and we're not coming in with the best thoughts in the world, not only because of what has happened on the outside world, but also what's happened with this offense. You said yesterday it wasn't win or die, it was score or die, right? It wasn't this is a must win, this is a must score, and the Hornets score one more point after that second game they played against Philadelphia where James Borrego said he was going to switch up the rotation. He was going to look for more offense and you score one more point with the changes that James Borrego made. And it's no surprise, nada. the changes that he made were completely different than what I had envisioned coming into this contest. I thought we were going to get more Malik Monk and I thought that Jalen McDaniels might get more time because he can shoot And it actually seemed like he was getting more comfortable with the offense and just being more comfortable as a basketball player. 
Instead, McDaniels gets a DNP CD, so all of his minutes are taken away. Malik Monk, after his 10 minutes in the fourth quarter of the previous game, all of his minutes are taken away, and you play more of the Martin Twins, you dwindle down LaMelo Ball's minutes to 24, and instead, you ramp up Devontae Graham to almost 40 minutes, going 2 of 14, 2 of 9 from 3, and you play Bismack Biombo, 24 minutes, who goes 1 of 5 from the field. They scored 102 points. They get the win because defensively, I actually think they played well and they were helped with Atlanta uh, actually missing some open shots. So it's not even that they played astoundingly well. They just played well enough and then were blessed with some missed shots from Atlanta. I don't have great thoughts despite the Hornets getting the win to move to three and five. What do you think about what you saw yesterday? We are talking again. By the time people get this episode, they will have known I have titled this the definition of insanity because this is literally the definition of insanity we are going to try the some of the same stuff and think it's going to continually work james brago in the post game said he's going to again that Devonte graham could go 0 for 14 he's still gonna ride with him so at some point yo this is just the coach this is what this is now this is not going to be like the brand new formula that's going to just reevaluate and make your Coca-Cola just a super Coca-Cola? No, it's a it's the same old brand of Coca-Cola that we've always known and we've always loved. And as long as it ain't Pepsi, we good. Unfortunately, at this point, we just know that this team has a ceiling and you just have to hope that some good to a, a again, some average to above average teams miss a whole bunch of shots to keep them in the game because if that's not the case, if Trey Young doesn't go seven, doesn't score seven points and have seven turnovers, this game is a laugher because this team cannot score. And at some point you have to just, you have to cut the cord. I'm tired of seeing Devonte struggle out there. It's time to reward the young kids. It's time to do something different what? and something really different. Because if you're not going to do that, then at what point do we have to start asking questions about how good JB is at his job? And I hate doing this kind of radio. But unfortunately, this is where we're at with this right now. What we see is Devontae Graham continuing to implode shooting the basketball, and LaMelo Ball is closing the gap so much to the point where he's playing well in all of these games that he's playing. And this is, by the way, with a zero-bucket debut that LaMelo Ball had. So it's not like it was all fantastic from the get-go. It was the second game, and then we saw LaMelo Ball really start to rapidly improve and play well. He goes 6 of 12 from the field last night, hits 40% from three to a five and this is a stat line 16 points eight rebounds five assists one turnover I LaMelo Ball's just playing better and then even defensively he is at least engaging and being active Devontae Graham's not a good defender and he wasn't last night so if Devontae Graham's defense isn't good and he's shooting two of 14 and he's shooting two of nine from the three he at least got to the foul line six times I like that but that's rare, though. It is. It is rare. And it's not enough to say, hey, he's really picked something up. But fine. Progress is progress. I'll take that going to the foul line a couple more times. But he missed all of his two point field goals as well. And he made two three pointers and then missed all of his two point field goals. I, that that has to stop. I, that, that It's getting atrocious. It was atrocious last year. It's not any better 
this season. And now the three point shot has gotten significantly worse. I'm not even saying to banish Devonte Graham to the bench, never to see any daylight again. I'm asking Devonte Graham to play the 24 minutes. LaMelo ball did. And I'm asking LaMelo ball to play the 39 minutes that Devonte did. That's what I'm asking from James Borrego. I don't think that's even that much of an, like an ask, unless you're telling me at this point, that because LaMelo came in so late because of the draft and the way things are going, that his conditioning's not there. That one might be the only reason I would say, okay, you have to give Devontae that many minutes. If that's, the, if that's the reasoning, cool. But at this point, I've seen enough to say that, hey, Devontae's not Devontae of last year, and that's okay. That's just that just means we build this team around the number three pick in the draft, yeah, which for is some reason. Yeah. It, it, it's just so so radical in that coaching staff room, and I understand you don't want to give the kid too much too soon. But at this point, I don't think you have another option. I don't think it's fair to the other fourteen guys on the roster if you don't do this move anymore. Uh, Devonte playing thirty nine and continuing to struggle. We'll get to James Brago's comments. I just. He he hit a three late, which was a big three. That was nice. Other than that, man, I mean, it's been a real struggle for Devonte, and, it, and it's time for Lamelo to start with this basketball team. Even if you think starting is not necessarily as important as the closing lineups and the significance, the amount of minutes that each of these guys play. I mean, Devonte played 15 more minutes than Lamelo last night. That's what we saw. And right now, it just seems to be a problem. We'll take a quick break. But first, I want to talk to you guys about CBDMD. January is important in setting the tone for the new year. And in 2021, that has never been more true, especially coming off of 2020. Luckily, our good friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. And if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll help you keep moving all year long. CBD Relief with Lidocaine fuses CBD-MD's hybrid broad-spectrum formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. And with the new bag-on valve spray technology, relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside down. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 20% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 20% off your purchase of your superior CBD products from CBDMD. We'll continue. James Brega had some comments after the game about Devontae Graham. We relay that to you guys next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Have you ever had that one little bug that's just like it's not completely out, but it's like kind of dangling in there and then you try to sniff it back up to go away for good, but it's just it'll it'll keep popping back. That's what I'm going through right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcast. James Brago did say after this game, Nada, that he doesn't care if Devontae Graham is over for the entire game, that he'll always trust Devontae Graham to shoot the big shot at the end of these contests. And I'll tell you this. I don't really care that James Brago said that. I just hope that he's lying to us a certain, a little bit and, and, nope, and, 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 not. Well, and, and not, not even, but, but here's the thing. 
I do. I don't mind Devonte even getting a shot at the end of these games because it, not more than Gordon Hayward, not more than Terry Rozier. If he's the open man, then fine. But I kind of like James Brago still giving confidence to Devontae Graham. I don't want him to come bash Devonte out in the open because at the end of the day, it's just made and missed shots. I, I don't know what James Brago is going to say to magically let that basketball go in the basket. It's not like Devontae's not trying hard. It's not like Devonte is, is out here being lackadaisical or not making some smart plays. I, I still think he's playing within the confines of the offense and what they call for. It's just the shot is so bad right now. Um, that, that was Borrego's comments. I, I think he's just going to continue to go with them. And I don't know how much his minutes are going to dwindle down. Is it going to be, is it going to have to be something this radical for another eight games before we see LaMelo actually get that starting nod? Like at this point, I just don't know what's going to have to happen. Like, that's the thing. I don't know either. Like it took what it took almost what? 10 games for Dwayne Bacon to be removed from the, from the starting position. If I'm not mistaken, it took eight to 10 games. We're almost at that threshold where he's clearly been playing better. I just don't know how you can face, and I, this is the this is the thing I just keep coming back to with this Walker. I don't know how you can legitimately say we're out here to be competitive, we're out here for player development, if you're going to continue to do this and keep these rotations as rigid as they are. No, we're not expecting playoffs. Some of those guys in the locker room were, but no, the expectation from Mitch, from James Borrego himself, was this is about player development. At what point does starting Devontae Graham keep starting Devontae Graham hinder LaMelo Ball's progress and player development? Because at some point, you have to actually ask yourself the question, is this the best thing to do for the teams from the team's perspective? Because from right now, I'm not saying it's a very you can't see the forest from the trees. Actually, I did say that yesterday. I will continue to say that. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is uh, I just wonder quite honestly at this point. Like, what is it going... I'm like you. What is it going to take? Because I don't know at this point, and I'm really running out of answers and excuses for to keep Devontae in the lineup because I don't see it right now. Well, and, and, and not even just LaMelo and Devontae, by the way. We've talked about that quite a bit, deservedly so, but not I had more problems with the rotation even outside of your third overall pick not getting the starter minutes. So then we can go to just the starting lineup overall. If James Borrego comes out and is so visibly frustrated after that game against Philadelphia, then you would think in order to boost your offense, less Bismack Biombo because he's just not skilled on the offensive end. And you would think that would mean PJ Washington at the five and putting Miles Bridges in the starting lineup. Now, granted, Miles Bridges didn't have a field goal in this game, so it's not like it was his best offensive performance, but nobody's going to try to tell me that Miles Bridges is a worse offensive player than Bismack. I don't care if you're small at this point either. Not a like if Bismack Biombo, he had a better rebounding percentage in this one, eight rebounds in 24 minutes um, than he did in Philadelphia, where he came in and only got four rebounds, which he's expected. To what? what yeah, for sure. But my point being, if you're going to play all those minutes against Philadelphia, give me more than four rebounds. But here's the thing. Just lean all the way into it, man. Like there are numbers that suggest rebounds, not even all that big of a deal when it comes to winning and losing basketball. I'm not even saying to completely get rid of and completely abort rebounds altogether as far as how important they are going forward. But right now, when you don't have any Cody Zeller, 
Just lean heavy into offense, and you will score more points if you put P.J. Washington at the five and Miles Bridges at the four. I even somewhat get the argument that you don't want to play P.J. at all of the five minutes because of how much it wears on your body a little bit, going and banging against those other bigger dudes. But let P.J. roam outside. You know, Have P.J. take more three-pointers. He only took two again in this game, down from what he shot the previous contest. Put Miles Bridges in there at the four. Bring Bismack Biombo off of the bench when you feel like you need size here and there. I, I just, I don't care about the lack of rebounds. And by the way, yeah, I guess the percentage wasn't as good, but PJ got 10 last night. I, I know Clint Capella got like 19 or something like that, but PJ got 10. Exactly. I, I don't care. Like just lean heavily into offense and go small with the starting lineup. I got to push back against you on that one. That one. I, I mean, do you want Bismack in there? If we're going to score more points, then I mean, Biz ain't it, Nada. I'm not saying he is. What I'm telling you is, like, I don't think you have a choice unless you're willing to run one of those kids out there. And obviously, Nick Richards was not available last night because of what happened, again, because of health and safety protocols. So I get that. But unless you were ready to run Vernon Carey out there, you do need size. I, I disagree with the whole rebounds doesn't matter because unfortunately, in the aspect, and it, quite honestly, this is how they came back. This is how the Hawks came back because Capella started dominating the glass, giving them second, third, sometimes even four sh shots on again four shots on offense at some point you have to grab a rebound you have to defend your man the small lineup doesn't work for the guys like that and if Capella's going to eat on the glass then it I shudder to think what New Orleans tomorrow is going to do with Stephen Adams and Zion Williamson bring so Steve bring Stephen Adams outside to guard PJ I, I'm not saying that you're not going to get beat up but bring Stephen Adams outside so you can create some offense and combat some of those rebounds with some actual points rather than biz going two of seven Th this is biz's last three games three of seven against Philly two of seven against Philly one of five against Atlanta had the good game against the Grizzlies with seven of ten but we can all agree that's an outlier I I, I want more offense I'm tired of you know biz having some turnovers and by the way there are turnovers that aren't credited to Bismack Biombo that are credited to other guys when it's it's still Biz's fault because it's just an errant pass that might touch his fingers or whatever and, and it doesn't get credit to him I, I look man I, I hate this I, Biz is the greatest dude ever but we can call it what it is offensively I just don't think that he should be warranting these kinds of minutes. He played 23 and 24 against Philly and Atlanta. And before that, not he was averaging 30 minutes a game. And so like if the big, big difference is only playing biz five less minutes a game, then I need something more radical than that. No, and I'm not disagreeing with you where I disagree, where I have the problem is at some point rebounds do matter. Switch changing shots does matter. These are things that, okay. They, and again, and I say that knowing that P.J. Washington blocked two shots last night. I am saying that knowing all of this. All I am saying is at some point, you are going to need somebody with size. And unfortunately, right now, with the Cody Zeller injury, unless they're signing someone to that 15th spot, this is going, going to be a problem until Cody Zeller comes back at the end of the month. That is all I'm saying. There is no right answer to this. Maybe you're right, and maybe they should lean into this. At the same time, I see exactly the same problems that probably Borrego sees is 
how many second, third, fourth chances are you going to give these guys, especially when you're not already great on defense? That I completely understand Brago's thinking. All right, I've got more problems with the rotation that we're going to get to in the next segment. We'll see if Nada Nada actually shares that as well. Uh, But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse appears to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or if you're fancy enough to have a classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you an amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com more rotation problems coming up next last segment of locked on hornets this is locked on hornets you give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I, you know, I just I spend some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah, give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the noun I was going to get. A plural noun! This isn't hard! It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast. Not of the other big storyline from this one. It's the fact that Malik Monk and Jalen McDaniels did not get any playing time. We alluded this in the first segment, but Malik Monk, it's another interesting storyline here because I, I think most people after Borrego's comments thought Malik was going to be the guy that you insert into the rotation. And instead it's more Caleb Martin and it's actually getting more Cody Martin after he uh, showed up with, with, with zero minutes to his name, the last couple of contests. And so you see the Martin twins getting play. No Malik Monk in this one, no Jalen McDaniels. I, I mean, if Malik Monk is better than the Martin twins, I, I get your point with Cody Martin, you know, being the better uh, on ball defender, the best pound for pound defender that you might have on the team, but he's certainly, certainly not offensively better than Malik. And I'm sorry, Caleb's not either. Despite him having a couple of games where he got multiple baskets, Malik is just better than the Martin twins. And at, at some point, basketball doesn't have to be too crazy hard play your better players and Malik Monk is better than them and I don't know why he's not playing anymore not a like I, I don't want to I don't want to come in and dump on everything because I mean I like James Brago for the most part win, I know I know I know I understand that and I hate doing that but I just am so surprised that this was the way that we got our Charlotte Hornets basketball last night it was a win that's great I just didn't like the process and how we got the win because I don't think that process is sustainable to continue to get more wins down the line. No, I agree with you. It's not sustainable. I would think that if you got a better performance, which you might see against the Hawks on Saturday, uh, <laughs> I would say that they're pro- they probably lose that game nine times out of ten. They just happen to win that one game. 
I completely agree with that none of this process is sustainable. I can't justify not playing Jaden McDan Jalen McDaniels. That one I don't understand. I can like like I keep telling you, I don't think Monk is right yet. If he's right, then yo, go put him out there. If he says he's right, put him out there, let him see what he can do in real minutes when when just there's real action. But at the same time, if he's not right and he hurts you, that's going that's going to be one of those times where like how long are you going to continue to allow Malik Monk to hurt you, especially if you cannot rely on him to give you a consistent stat line? And he's only done a consistent stat line for 13 games in his third year. That's the only time we've ever really seen him be consistent. So I do wonder, like, if you can rely on Malik to be consistent, yo, go throw him out there. But if you can't, then I kind of like what I know. Like, it goes back to the conversation I like what, again, I know what I like, and I like what I know. And right now, we know what we're getting in the Malik, in the Martin Twins for right now. And as long as we know what we're getting, it's better than the booby prize that may be really great at one point, but it might be the worst thing ever in another game. But it, he, here's the thing with Malik, though, Nada. I, I continue to go back to the fact that when we have seen him on the basketball court, it has been more good than bad the last 20 games or so that he played. We can go back, I guess, to the last 13 of the season in which he played. He went on that crazy hot streak where he was shooting no less than 50% in any of those games. I think it might have been like six or seven in a row and had a couple of stinkers in there as far as not very efficient nights. But still, Malik Monk was, was someone overall. When you look at that last month or so, he was playing really well in the two preseason games that he had. And the first one was bad. No doubt about it. And then the, the, the next two preseason games thought it was just fine. I, I, I didn't think that there was anything too egregious where, oh, my God, he is so out of shape. Get him out of there right now, especially if you're looking for some kind of kick or some kind of ignition on uh, on the offensive end of the floor. I, I just that that's what I don't get. And if you just don't believe in Malik Monk anymore, maybe you think he's burned too many bridges with the way that he's acted off of the court. Maybe you think maybe you just don't want him anymore, then okay. Um, I, I it, then, then move on from him, I guess. But at some point, you got to get his value up too, right? Like he, he's not gaining any value by just sitting there on the bench. No, I agree with you that if you don't believe in him, then move on from him. But for right now, everything that, like, I guess that's the thing for me. Everything I see what Malik Monk tells me, he's not physically in shape yet. And that's probably due to COVID to, and even, and this is despite the fact that he's saying he knows he can help. He knows this, he knows that, and he's ready. I understand that. But from just the naked eye, he does not look like the same Malik Monk that I've always expected. And maybe that's a mental reps thing. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But at the same time, he doesn't look right. I can defend that point. Now, again, where you're saying you need to at least show, again, you need to at least get his value up so you can move him, I absolutely agree with you. I just, like I said, it's a confluence of things, and I'll, I'll just finish it with this. I, I'll understand why Malik Monk doesn't play. McDaniel's not playing is a bigger egregious thing, and despite the fact that his turnovers are equally as bad right now. You need that outside shooting. You need that outside size. 
period. Well, point and, and here's the thing with McDaniels. I mean, maybe you think he what he did led to more turnovers, but he had the one bad game where he had four turnovers against Dallas, and that was a lot. In 16 minutes, it, yeah, I mean, if, if every four minutes you're committing a turnover, that was a bad one. There's no doubt about it. But the last th- three games, two of three, two of four, four of six, at the three-pointer against Philadelphia, I thought he was actually dribbling and getting to some spots a little bit more. I, I, again, I thought of that game against the 76ers. Actually shot. I uh, actually thought again. He he showed some comfort of uh, playing offense and kind of playing a little bit more free once he was playing in that one. And and nope, you're on the bench. I that that's so weird, man. I just I just didn't expect it. But hey, the Hornets won. Nada, we're excited, right? One hundred two. Yeah, let's we, go. We, we show passion. <laughs> we show passion. Oh man! All right, that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Truly appreciate you every single time joining us on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA or Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you with the last show of the week. That's Friday tomorrow. <laughs>